Matt Stryker, and myself, Jason Mizrahi, on the pod right now. Matt, how you doing? I'm good, my man. It's always good to hear your voice in and out as it goes, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, sounds like you're doing some packing. You're heading to Vegas, huh? Yeah, head of the Pacquiao fight. Pretty excited for that. And uh, just excited to get back into the swing of things because, you know, playing like Wind Daily, Wind Daily Sports, it's part of my income, kind of. And during the All-Star break, like I took a whole week off and I, I saw it in my in my bank account. It's it's strange how I rely on the, the revenue from winning sports. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing uh, when you're winning. So we got a large slate, so let's get right into it. We saw fireworks in Philadelphia on Monday night, you know, they got to Eflin. It's a different matchup here, but I'm assuming the same thing's going to go down. You got Walker Bueller, probably the ace of the staff right now for the Dodgers, facing these Phillies. And Vince Velasquez, another righty in a hitter's park going against the Dodgers. I'm going to hit the repeat button from last night when me and Scott talked about this game. Bueller is definitely in play here. I like the matchup. Kershaw, you know, had a nice outing, six innings. I think he got like seven Ks on Monday night. And the Dodgers got to Eflin, and I think they get to Velasquez as well. The bullpen's going to be, you know, kind of beat up and, and scrounging around for pitches right now because they, they went through a lot of pitches on Monday. So all these lefties are in play. Bellinger hit two home runs. Muncy hit a home run. Verdugo hit a home run. Everybody, you know, scored fantasy points. So I think Bueller is definitely in play as one of the aces of the, of the slate. And then at the same time, I do like these Dodgers bats. Anything else to add here, Matt? Nah, man. Bueller, Dodger, Bats. Go. Next. <laughs> Pretty simple stuff here. You know, it's a pitcher's park. I'm not saying Bueller's going to be the top pitcher of the slate, but he's definitely in play. Um, now we got an interesting game. we got got uh, CC looking like he's going against a, a bullpen type of game. We had a better game from Paxton last time out, but I can't see myself playing CC in this matchup. Tampa Bay's been swinging, you know, pretty hot bats. Paxton slowed him down a little bit. Darno got, him, got to him somehow, but I think there's a game where you can get bats from both sides. Um, these righties for the Rays, like Pham, um, even some lefties like Lowe and Meadows and Kermire could be in play here. How do you see the Rays matching up against CC? I don't touch it. It's no play for me. I want to root for CC. I want him to pitch well. At the same time, he could technically be an opener and only give you four, you know, three. So, uh, yeah, no, there's nothing here for me. Yeah, but these Yankees bats – we're going to be in play. We don't really know who's going to be starting for Tampa Bay as of yet, but we know the Yankees are going to be projected to score probably five, six runs here. So I do like the Yankees bats. Um, you can go with all of them. They're all going to be swinging power bats. If it's a, if it's a lefty, you know, starting or, or projected to get the most innings out of Tampa Bay, I'm going to bump the Yankees up even more. Um, but, you know, we don't really know right now. So we have to wait till there's reports to come out. So make sure you check out the website, our cheat sheet, Man, I don't know if you saw it on Monday, but our cheat sheet pretty much had anybody hit a home run uh, was on that cheat sheet. Value guys like Steven Vogt, um, Mercado, you know, high-end guys like Muncie and Bellinger and Verdugo were on there. Uh, Brandon Crawford was on there. Mm -hmm. I had Junis as my second, you know, favorite pitcher of the slate behind Kershaw, and he went out there and mowed down a lot of these White Sox. So make sure, you know, you're checking out this cheat sheet because every day, I, myself, and another DFS pro, Wes, are, are laying out all the picks of the slate, top plays, value plays, and punt plays, and they've been really working out as of late. So make sure you check that out in between because a lot a lot of things change when these lineups come out, and we're doing these podcasts either late at night or early in the morning before the, line, the lines are out. So 
Uh, make sure you go back up and, and check out the cheat sheet for sure. Um, next game, we got Washington versus Baltimore. Uh, Wojciechowski versus Austin Voth. Voth looked good in his first start, but he hasn't really done much since. So, you know, I'm not going to go there and play him even against a, a weaker Baltimore lineup. And I think, you know, these Washington bats have been turning around, you know, with Turner and Adams and Rendon all starting to hit. So I don't mind playing a Washington stack. How do you feel about this guy, Wojciechowski? Do you know much about him, or are we just stacking against him with some, some Nats regardless? Well, I mean, your obvious approach is to go Nats bats, and I have, I'm have i in agreement with you there. I definitely am playing that. But uh, Woj has got an ERA over six. It's, it's not anything that I'm going to tell you that you can't just see by looking at it. And, uh, I mean, you can pull up his FIP if you go to baseballreference.com and you can compare those two numbers. But, yeah, national bats are in play. And also, if you're looking for cheap, cheap, let's say you build a super expensive lineup and you find yourself stuck, and it rarely happens because no one really puts their pitcher last. But if you do, seeing see what the kid is priced on Washington. He might be worth building a, a nice little high-value lineup around. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a possibility. Volt is 6,600 on FanDuel. I think there'll be a couple of guys that might make more sense, but he hasn't been going long in these games. So I can't really, I can't really get behind him. Maybe on a two pitcher slate, if he's really cheap on DraftKings, it might make some sense, but on a 15 game slate, you know, I'm going to have to look elsewhere for the most part. Um, but you never know on a two pitcher site it might make some more sense. Um, San Diego is heading to, to Miami. We looked to attack both these teams at times for pitching, but I don't know if I can do it with Logan Allen and, and Yamamoto. Um, I know Yamamoto has been pitching well, pitching really well. Um, how do you feel about him in this matchup versus Padres? Well, it depends on his slider usage because, like, San Diego, it's just, I mean, the cat's out of the bag along the league. I think the Yankees exposed it early, but they just don't – they can't hit the slider. Like, it's just – it doesn't happen. So, I mean, Yamamoto is pitching to, to a 1.24 ERA. If he was on any other team, I would, I would choose him. But because they can't guarantee me that they're going to support him or get him a win, I have to stay away. Yeah, I think he comes in as, as a decent value play here. At 8,700 on FanDuel, I think there might be a couple of better spots um, with a little bit more upside or you know a little bit cheaper price. He's in a re- weird price tag, and the fact that he's probably not in line for the win because Miami's going to have a tough time scoring themselves. You know, I'm going to stay away, but I don't hate the play. Uh, but I think there's better plays on the board, and you know, both these lineups are aren't lineups that I'm going to attack um, right. as far as um, hitters go. So. It's pretty much a fade spot, maybe a spot you can pitch Yamamoto, but, you know, it's a tough spot for both. Um, it looks like we, we're going to have – do you see who's starting in this, this Detroit – is it Boyd versus Bauer here as far as Detroit um, and Cleveland? Is that what you're seeing here? I will tell you in a you can, moment. You can I see check Zach Plesak, actually, is what I see, but you I could be wrong. You see Plesak versus who? Uh, TBD. Yeah, so it looks like we don't know. I'm seeing certain spots that maybe – you know, uh, Boyd will get the start, but we don't really know yet here. So let's go to the next game. Um, I'll try to do some research, you know, uh, while we're, we're talking about the next game to see what's going on. We have Kashner um, getting his first start, <laughs> which should be an interesting start um, against Toronto. I don't know how to play this game. I'm not pitching Kashner. I think, you know, he has some upside on certain days and certain slates. This won't be one of them for me. And um, we got the, the rookie here, 
Do you know how to pronounce his name before I butchered it up? Or who do you who do you have on there? I I have TBD also. Who do you have? Fanduel right now has Wagoosepack. I don't even know how to say this guy's name, but I'm seeing him starting on both sites. Um, so it looks like he's in play. I'll tell you what he's done so far. Um, he's pitched I, I in two games. He pitched in two games, one versus Boston, three earned runs and five innings pitch, and one versus Tampa Bay where he struck out seven in, in four innings. So it looks like he has some strikeout upside. But, you know, going into Boston, going on the road, Boston yeah. just put a hurting on, you know, Thornton the night before. I think Boston definitely comes in play here. And I can't support a Kashner, you know, a Kashner start in his first start versus Toronto. Uh, Boston bats definitely uh, don't get too. Sometimes uh, I say this all the time. Sometimes I get spooked when things are just too chalky. So I, I advise to be wise. And on the other tip, man, Andrew Kasher, I, he wants to be good. People around him want him to be good. I'm sure he's not good. He just wasn't good. San Diego, he's not good. There's my Andrew Kasher. I mean, his raise nine and three, you know, his ERA is under four pitching for Baltimore. I, maybe he's going to tell me I'm an idiot, but the Andrew Kashner I know this isn't, isn't anyone I'm ever going to put any money on. He reminds me like he's like the same, like visually and mentally for me. When I see Andrew Kashner, I think of Lance Lynn and I see what Lance Lynn's okay. been doing. So who knows? You know, it's too early to tell Kashner. Two entirely because, different pictures, man. Two entirely yeah, different No, but they, they kind of look the same. They're kind of like bulky. They got the beards. And they kind of came around at the same time. They're supposed to be top prospects. Looked good for a while. Then didn't pan out. Now, right. Lynn's doing, you know, you know, miracle work in Texas. Yeah. But, Lynn, Lynn, but, Lynn, flashed, but Lynn flashed this in St. Louis. Kashner never flashed what Lynn showed when Lynn was in St. Louis. And I'll argue that. And if our listeners are out there, man, hit me up at Matt underscore striker underscore, and I'll have that dialogue with you. But yeah, that's where I think the difference is. I, I, beyond that, you know, they're, they're two entirely different people. I got you. So I think Boston plays in stack. It looks like, you know, as I'm digging around here, it looks like it is police sack and the Tigers are going to roll out Ryan Carpenter. Carpenter is going to probably be one of the worst pitchers on the slate here. So if it is Carpenter, I can't really get behind Plesak. Um, the Tigers oh, are starting to hit a little bit better, but cool. I can get it. I can get behind a, a Cleveland stack. Mercado um, is priced cheap. Luplo is priced cheap. You mix him in with either Perez, um, Ramirez, Santana, or Lindor for a full stack. So I think an Indian stacks in play in the earlier game that we were just talking about, and I'm fading both pitchers. Um, you know, in in that in that Cleveland game. The next game that we got going on, we have the we have Lance Lynn. You know, funny that we talk about him, but we have Lance Lynn um, going against Alex Young. Um, Alex Young looks like a, a lefty going into yeah. Texas for the first time. You know, what do you think here? What What do you know about this guy, Alex Young? He's had a couple, you know, impressive starts here. One against Colorado, one against the the Giants here. Yeah. What do you know about this guy? Uh, actually, he's been super impressive. He's, I think he's given up like one run over 11 innings. Like you said, he's a lefty. His ERA is under, I want to say it's just a tick over half. Like it's, yeah, it's under one. It's like, right now. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's something for, uh, for Arizona, um, Arizona to like and be happy about. And he's got a good team behind him. Uh, you go into Texas against that team and he, it's going to be 99 degrees or we'll find out on the weather. Go to the site and tell, tell me what the weather is. But, uh, 
there's there's other places I'd want to see him, but this kid's good, just maybe not in this situation. Yeah, I think, you know, people are going to see rookie. People are going to see Texas and they say, okay, I have to automatically stack Texas here. Um, I'm not seeing that. You know, this guy's got the K upside. Yeah. He's proved it already. So I think it's a fade spot for you, you know, for these Texas bats because if he was a righty, um, I think it would be, you know, give me more reason to go with some Texas bats. I love playing Texas bats versus a righty because of guys like Ordor, Mazar, Chu, and Gallo. Um, but being that he's a lefty, he has a K upside, I'm probably going to temper my expectations here. And with Lance Lynn, what do you think here? Arizona's not hitting. Um, Lynn's been impressive. He's been pitching at home and, and dominating at home. Can you can you get behind Lynn versus Arizona? I mean, I, I can, but you also have to remember, and I always say, you don't bet with your heart. I have the, the affinity, the love for Lynn because of his time in St. Louis. Uh, I think that he's due for a regression, though. I'm one of those guys. You know, I'm a math guy. I look at guys, and well, Lynn is uh, 12 and four with a 3.69, 3.7 ERA. He's, he's already fanned like a buck 34. So that yeah, tells he's me racking the, up the K's, man. He's, yeah, he's so that tells me at the end of the year he's going to have 270 strikeouts. Is Lance Lynn a 270 strikeout guy? No. So I think there's a regression. Does it happen here in this game? No, but that's that's how my mind works when you ask me about Lance Lynn. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming off a start at home in the same heat about a couple of days ago versus Houston, and he struck out 11 people. Uh, dropped 64. 11 people, not just players. Like, he went up and, like, struck out ushers, struck out fans. Everybody. <laughs> he struck out Everybody. 11 people. <laughs> so, like, he's he's done it at home. Uh, 5Ks, two earned runs at home versus the Angels. And both of those lineups are, are way more, you know, way more scary than Arizona right now. So, I think Lynn is in play. Um, you don't really see a start where he has struck out less than seven people um, that often. Maybe it happened once or twice. So I think, you know, when you're looking at the top guys, um, you got Bueller, Lynn. Um, we got a couple guys we're going to talk about soon, but who do you like better? You like, say they're the same price because pretty much on FanDuel, they're $200 different. Do you like Bueller going into Philly, playing the Phillies, or do you like Lance Lynn at home versus the D-backs? Lance Lynn at home versus the D-backs. Yeah, I think that's it. You know, I think um, the Dodgers probably have a higher percentage chance to win the game, but I think, um, you know. That is not what you asked me. Yeah. No, but that factors into the to the, to the point system a little bit, but not so much. So, it's a, it's a, I think they're pretty neutral. I think they're, they're – I would spread my cash between the both of them and, and hope they both do well as far as cash games go. I don't really see too much value so far. You know, when I'm looking around right now, nothing that, like, tempts me. Like, I was all over Junis on Monday night. I, I also like Mikolas for some safety. And they were, like, 6,600. <clears throat> 6, so, I don't really see that in the slate so far. So, I might have to just pay up and, and find value and go with these guys. But let's see if we see anything else here. A guy that I think is kind of interesting that is going to go overlooked is Pineda. He's going... Yeah. You know, at home against the Mets. He's been coming off some good starts here. What do you think about Pineda? They suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> the Mets suck. They suck. You're going to sing this all Stack the way throughout every against them. Stack everyone. Just put money against them. Because they suck. Someone will mess up. 
and you will find some money. Play some Twins Bats. Did you have that song recorded prior to this podcast? Or is it all freestyle right now? Freestyle. You, you, you'll get to know me, bro. I'm nuts. They suck. <laughs> so what do you think about Pineda besides the Mets sucking? Can you okay, trust Pineda? Uh, I trust Pineda at home. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, Alonzo McNeil are playing. Is Conforto getting a little hot? You know, no. There's other guys I can go get. You said it earlier. You know, it's a million-game slate. To me, he's uh, Zach Plesak. Do, do I take – I'd rather take Plesak. Really? Yeah. He had nine Ks in his last start, eight Ks the one before that. He's starting to get stretched out a little bit more. He, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe he's thinking he's healthy. Maybe I eat my words. I don't know. I don't know, but New York, you know, they have a couple of bats here. I don't know. what I, I think Pineda is, is kind of sneaky. I think he goes overlooked here. I think, you know, Matt's is coming off whatever he's doing, his DL stint. I don't know how long he's been out for now. He hasn't pinched. Yeah, he's from Long Island, so you can tell he's really tough, um, strong-minded guy. Um, but, yeah, he's been pitching out of the bullpen here and there. I don't know what the Mets are going to do with this this game. I don't know if he's stretched out. I don't know if he's going. I'm not pitching him for sure. I can tell you that much. Um, but They suck. They suck. They suck. <laughs> Seriously, I really, I want I want to start controversy because that creates awareness for Wind Daily Sports and stuff. I want listeners to hit me up on, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. I want to argue. I want all the Mets fans. Also, uh, I'll fight with Jet fans, and I'll fight with Islander fans. So let's do that, just because why not? Let's go viral, and I'll, I'll just go nuts. So basically, you want me to approach you tomorrow on Twitter, and we can just fight it out? Oh, why? You're, those are all your teams? That's <laughs> my boss. Of course, they're all his fucking teams. All right. Thanks, man. Basically, yeah, I'm a diehard Met fan, man. I'm a diehard Met fan, but I don't get upset about it, so it's not like I'm taking any of this kind of stuff personal. I'm actually yeah. laughing because I, I think it's the same thing. They do suck. <laughs> Management does suck. I'm glad I'm not a Nick fan because then I'd be really like depressed about it. But now the Mets are my one team that I'm I'm a diehard you know Mets fan. Outside of that, like I like the Jets, I like the Islanders, but I don't like you know those teams enough to get me upset if they lose. And and what's good about the Mets, I'll tell you this, man. Growing up, you know, with a lot of people like you around me, that everybody's a Yankee fan. You know what's good about being a Mets fan? Cardinal fan. That's why I loathe them. You're what? Cardinal fan. Oh, you're a Cardinal fan? You yeah. guys knew this. That was like your your best World Series recently when you guys took us down um, to get there. With the Yadi Molina home run. Yeah, he's the uh, He'll beat up Mike Piazza. He'll punch Mike Piazza right in the face the same way Roger Clemens did. Piazza was shook. I was there. Yeah, he's, he's definitely on the feminine side of things when it comes to uh, standing up for himself. But, uh, yeah, you know, these Mets the organizations just not run right. But uh, let's get into the next game. A guy that I think is kind of interesting, but also kind of worries me against these Braves, Brandon Woodruff uh, against Bryce Wilson here. What do you make of Woodruff? You know, the guy's going out there pitching great games. He's winning games. But can he hold down uh, these uh, these Atlanta bats at home in a, in a hitter's park? Well, I mean, he's impressive. His record's impressive. He's done great for that team. But, no, I, I'm afraid of the Braves' bats. Uh, this is where the cream of the crop of the league is starts to shake out. You know, if you look at what we're doing here, we're talking Dodger bats and Nat bats, and to, and you know, we're going to say don't pick on the Braves. And to, this is where the teams that are going to be in the postseason really start to separate themselves. And the National League, go look at it. Go look at the wild card games behind and games behind. It's tight, except for like three teams. You know, honestly, 
So that's why I just wouldn't, I'm not going to mess with it. Just I'll watch it and enjoy it, but I'm not putting money on it. Yeah, I think if I had to choose right now and it's early, I think, you know, especially when you take price into account, like do I want to play $9,600 for Woodruff or pay $10,000 for Bueller or $9,800 for Lynn? I put Woodruff just simply because of the matchup here behind both of them. They're, they're all three in hitters' parks in Texas, Philly, and Milwaukee, but Atlanta's definitely in the best lineup of all three. And I think Bueller and Lynn have a better chance of winning the game than Woodruff does, even though, you know, on the backside of things here, you know, he's facing Bryce Wilson, which, you know, Milwaukee should be able to get to Wilson here. So I guess he, he's in line for the win. You know, Vegas is going to give him, you know, the favorite here. But I agree with you. I think, you know, I don't want to really touch him here. Some people have him. I, I just don't like him in this spot. But on the backside of things, I think, these Brewers, you bring him back out. You bring Yelich back out. You bring Mustakis back out. You bring Thames back out and Grandal back out. You bring all the lefties to stack against this guy, um, Wilson, who's, you know, hasn't done much so far this year. He doesn't worry me. Coming in with a 6.14 ERA, um, a little bit better than his last start, but he's got three rough starts before that. So I don't mind attacking here. It's not the, it's not the worst pitcher on the board, but he's. Definitely up there, and these Milwaukee bats are definitely in play here. Do you like Milwaukee here versus Wilson? I mean, you just sold me on him, <laughs> the way you spit it out, and uh, also the uncertainty of the back end of of that bullpen. Uh, like them, sure, but again, it's a, it's a long slate, so I'm not running to throw money on them just because I'm a little afraid of what Atlanta can do back the other way. And uh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe ask me maybe before we close out the show. All right. All right. Um, now we got two pitchers. So, like, on, on Monday I was all over, you know, Jacob Junis. I thought he, he was, you know, hey, in let play. me ask you something. Were you on Jacob Junis? Because I wouldn't have known from listening <laughs> to this show. And the reason I was on him is strictly due to the matchup. Hitter, you know, pitcher's park. Um, he had 10Ks in seven innings, so he paid off you know, the $6,000 salary, and he crushed guys um, who were above him. Like, even he probably caught Kershaw. He caught everybody on the slate as far as pitching goes. That's why I keep on reminding people. Um, but now we got Sparkman. I don't, I don't know if I, I buy into Sparkman as much as Junis because Junis does have the upside that Sparkman doesn't. Can you pitch a guy like Sparkman? Can you pitch yeah. a guy like – I don't know much about this guy, Dylan Seas. He has one start. Dude, Dylan Seas is is like the hot shit Chicago prospect. Yeah. So I think Seas is the way to go here. You know, he has his one start. I'll be honest, I didn't watch the start versus Detroit. But I'm looking at the game long right now. He had six Ks in five innings, and he got the win and only let up three earned runs. I think KC is a, a lineup that I can attack here. I think, you know, just off, you know, gut feels here, Value play of the day right now looks like Dylan C's here. Tell me a little about him as far as his prospect status. Yeah, no, they've been they've been waiting for him, Michael Kopech. Like they just feel, and that uh, Giolito's coming on. They just really feel that that he and when Kopech comes back for injury, are really going to like take this staff into the future. I, I don't know like the numbers that he was ranked, but he's definitely in the conversations when we were talking about all the prospects like three years ago. So he's finally up and yeah, he's a fun kid to throw money on. Uh, why not? Yeah. I think for a value play, take a shot in GPPs. 
I'm probably going to stick to so far. It doesn't look like there's much out there. There's one guy that we're about to mention. I think that's the the best value of the day. But I think he makes some sense here in your GPPs to take a shot on him. Hitters, I'm going to stay from stay away from hitters on both sides here. But uh, Flaherty, you know, your St. Louis Cardinals, you can talk about this dude Flaherty. He's going against Pittsburgh. Mikolas, um, he's still pitching right now as we're recording this, but he's cruising through six innings, no one runs right now. What's your, you know, if Mikolas can do it, my thought is Flaherty can do it, and he's $7,700, so he comes in really cheap. Talk about Flaherty. I know you like him. Yeah, I mean, he's been frustrating for owners. He definitely has a huge upside for, for the Cardinals, but uh, now's the chance to see what he can do. they they got other guys that are kind of nipping at his heels, but they, they have a lot on Flaherty. Uh, I don't mind him here, but then again, you know, the Josh Bells of the world frighten me, so I'll just try to stay away from that. Uh, again, I just think there's other value, but as far as Flaherty goes, uh, he's a good one for the Birds, but he's just not a good one here against the Bucks. You don't think so, huh? So Mikolas went in there. Josh Bell scares me. That's all. Yeah, Mikolas went in there and, and, and pitched well. But I just – I have to be honest. I don't want to be one of these fake tough guys. I'm scared of Josh Bell, and I don't want to take a picture if Josh Bell's lurking around with a bat because he might he might screw me over. Yeah, but look at – you got to take price tags into account here. So I know you don't have the prices open right now, but Flaherty's 7700 You know, so right. he's $2,000 cheaper than Bueller and Lynn. When you get that discount, we're talking. We got a Coors game coming up. How do you feel about him, knowing that he's two thousand dollars cheaper than Bueller and and Lynn? In a soft matchup, besides Bell, there's no other lefty in here that really works. That's true. That's true. But one one yoke can put four on the board, and that sucks. Um, again, dude, give me Plesac. What's Plesac priced at? You like Plesak, huh? See, price that. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'll you tell you the price there. Plesak. Price tag, man. That's uh, me impersonating you. I'm going to be fired by the end of this podcast, folks. I want you to know I've had a great time here at Wind Daily Sports. I love the rebranding. I love everything. Uh, it's wonderful. And if uh, if I ever Plesak see you on- is cheaper. He's 7200 Flaherty, 7700 Then there you go. I would take Plesak for 500 less. All right, you hear it first. If Plesak does get the start tomorrow, right? Um, you know what? If you're not a if you're not a a Met hater or a Met fan or whatever it is, go oh, argue. <laughs> go argue later on Tuesday night if Plesak does get shelled. You know where you heard it first here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Tell uh, me if you won. Come tell me. <laughs> it looks like we don't know. Who's going to be starting here for uh, for San Francisco? We know Peter Lambert. Um, Lambert, the sheep. Sounds like a Family Guy guy. Um, he's starting for for Colorado. San Francisco has been swinging hot bats. Uh, they come out of two hot series. They crush the Colorado Rockies in the first game of the series, and they're they're winning the second game of the series right now. I know they dis- they're disappointing a little bit so far in the second game. And, you know, you might say they're tired, but I'm going back to the well here, and I'm going to start some of these uh, lefties. Steven Vogt is pretty much on, at min salary. I played him with Junis on, on Monday, and he hit a home run. Brandon Crawford, he's, you know, really cheap for a store shop position with power in cores. Sandoval, Belt, um, all these lefties are in play. I don't mind playing righties because Lambert's been getting, you know, tossed around by everybody. So I think a full game stack. 
is definitely in play here again in cores. Um, so I'm going there. There's no real clear cut. I want to stack these teams up other than this game. You know, I think the Dodgers are interesting. I think the Yankees are interesting. I think Washington and, and Boston is interesting as well. But I think this game, you know, trumps them all. And I think I want some, uh, some giants in my game and my Rockies. Yeah. Exposure to this game. Uh, one would think will be, electrifying you know i mean it just has all the combustible elements as you just so eloquently mentioned so yeah i'm in on this too i'll throw money uh, both ways uh, to on bats here and try to see if i can't get something to stick if i do multi lineups uh oh by the way uh, the mets suck yep they do definitely do you know what you start doing like, yeah, they do. you know matt you know what i'm gonna start doing what this is what i'm gonna start doing the days i like the mets to win i'm gonna text you and we're going to start getting some side bets on this. So, like, so when they actually win, there's going to be some double hurting on, on your end. So you're going to get upset that they won and you lost something to no, me. No, 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 I refuse to enter into this. I refuse. <laughs> Why? I publicly, I publicly denounce this gesture and will not take part. Why? You don't want to take your, your boss's money? No, I don't, want to have, I don't want to have that type of relationship with you. It would be fun bets. It would be, it would be money bets. It would be fun bets. I just made myself legitimately laugh. What's the next game? Are there any more games? Yeah, we yes, got Seattle at Oakland, man. Yeah, we got two more games. We got Gonzalez and Megden. Um, two mediocre pitchers pitching in a in a pitcher's park against two teams that you know they don't really have much left. You know, Oakland is is you know flashing some upside here and there. They're not a team that I'm gonna you know win money on because I, I rarely. Rarely play them. They have to be. I don't like playing teams when they're in Oakland, just due to the park size. Um, yeah. So I think both these pitches are, are kind of interesting. Do you have any liking for Gonzalez or Megden here? Well, it's interesting because you you kind of you poo pooed on me. You came over and made poo poo. Uh, I, I Marco Gonzalez is a fly ball pitcher, and I just kind of feel a lot of times I've been successful targeting uh, Matt Chapman or, you know, Ramon Laureano, just like the guilt is 18th home run. I mean, there's guys out there that I can get nice little mini stacks that people are completely ignoring, don't see coming, and they fill out a lineup for me nicely. So uh, I might want to target Marco Gonzalez with some kind of mini stack with maybe those guys that I just mentioned. Yeah, I think he's, he's not a, a bad guy to target. You know, he definitely has, you know, some, some evidence to target him. He does give up home runs. Um, they just faced each other in their last start, um, in Seattle, Megan went five innings, six hits, three earned runs, and he got the win with 19 points on FanDuel and Gonzalez went in there and he kind of had one of his best games, eight innings, five hits, six Ks, two earned runs. Um, so he dropped 46 here. So there's potential here, um, that they can both do well. You know, they didn't pitch on the same day, but. They pitched on opposite days, but they both had, you know, decent games. One dropped 40, the other one dropped 20. They're at 7,500, 7,100. They're not sexy, though. I think I'd rather take the chance at, uh, at Flaherty at 7,700. At least he has a little bit more upside here. So I'm going to stay away from this game. I'm just going to, you know, cross it off and not really, you know, look to it. But it does make, you know, a little bit of sense if you want to, you know, take a, a late shot at maybe an Oakland stack or a late shot at either of these two pitchers. Um, kind of makes some sense to me. Um, the last game on the slate, and we also missed one game because I think we were talking so much shit to each other that we missed uh, the game before the Met game. So we'll circle back to that. But uh, Andrew Heaney 
Framber Valdez are going. A, they're going in a late slate. People like Heaney. I can't get behind Heaney. He's got a 5.1 ERA. Every once in a while, he goes out there and strikes out eight guys or ten guys. But he never lasts more than six innings because he's just nibbling and nibbling and nibbling and trying to get those Ks. But he ends up walking four guys or three guys, and the pitch count gets up between his his Ks and his walks. And he's got 80, 90 pitchers through three innings, and he never lasts more than five innings. So I can't support Heaney. Definitely not in this matchup. I think both teams make sense for for a late game hammer stack. Um, do you like Heaney? Do you can you pitch not, him? Not, not after you just land basted him like that. Uh, I'm rooting for Heaney, and I want Heaney to have a good second half. Uh, it obviously doesn't come here against Houston, but um, man, you freaking tore him up. He's he's your version of my Mets. Uh, yeah, no, Haney, nothing. I might even target him, to be honest with you, but I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, he, he can go out there and, and pitch a strong five innings, but he has the upside that you want at one of these value guys that, you know, because the other guys in his range don't have as much upside as Heaney, but, you know, I don't really want to attack Houston either, so no. I'm staying away. The game that we forgot about earlier because we were talking on that smack about uh, the Mets was DeScalfani. Going into Chicago versus looks like Alec Mills. Discalfani, Mills, I don't know what to make of this. Not something that I want to attack from either side here. What do you know about this guy, Mills? It looks like he's he's pitched out of the bullpen. Is he stretched out at all here? Do you know much about him? Uh, well, one, I would take Discalfani if it was against anyone else because I do think he might have an upside. I'm trying to find this this game for you. Uh, no. I don't know anything about Alec Mills. I won't lie yeah, to you. it looks like he's pitched out of the bullpen a little bit. It might be a reliever game, so I can't get behind the you know this Cubs pitcher here, and I can't get behind you know Cubs bats here because D. Scott Fanny, like you said, has been good at seven K. You know, versus a, a a pitcher that we don't know really know too much about. He just faced the Cubs at home. And, you know, Cincinnati is one of the best hitters park in the league. And he struck out seven, dropped 49 points. So I think this Scalfani will go low-owned. He has the upside. He is kind of interesting to me, you know. And you kind of sold me on him a little bit. It's the Cubs, though. It had to come down to weather. You know, today the wind was blowing in on Monday night. So if it is blo- it was blowing out on Monday night and some, some balls left the field, so if it's blowing in, you know, maybe I go to them, but it, it's tough. You know, it's really tough for me to target, you know, these these Cubs too with pitchers. So it's a little, it's a scary spot for me, but I think for GPPs it might make some sense. So okay. just a just a recap here. I think based on what I see right now, you know, looking at this late Monday night, I'm gonna have to pay up for either Bueller or Lance Lynn in my cash games. Um, I, I don't really been, I've been focusing on the value side of things and it's been working out. So I don't know how much I'm going to have exposure to those two guys, but I think those are the clear number one spots here. And I think the guy I'm going to have to drop down to is Flaherty and, you know, hope that he gets around, you know, Josh Bell and Dickerson and, and Moran, and then you know, gets a couple strikeouts against the pitcher and he finds his way to six innings, maybe two earned runs and, and six Ks, and I'm, I'm happy with a 30, 35-point game, and I think the Cardinals win the game. That's where I'm going for my pitching right now. Um, as far as hitting goes, if we're talking outside of Coors Field, I want Dodgers, I want Yankees, and I want some Nats and Red Sox. Those are the four teams. They're the four 
you know, some of the four strongest lineups that we got going right now. Milwaukee makes some sense too. And then outside of that, we got that Coors game that we got to speak about um, as well. So that's what we got going for you, Matt. Besides the Mets sucking, um, what else you got for the listeners out there? Are you writing an article anytime this week that they can catch you on? Uh, I should. It, it really all depends if uh, if I ever get to it or not. Uh, I think the most important thing about today is for everyone to truly understand that the New York Mets stink. And it's just such a, an important aspect of baseball. Outside of that, keep an eye on the kid throwing for the Nats if you, know, if you need a little value. I would not sleep on Zach Plesak. I do agree with Jay uh, on his bat stacks. And also uh, check out Oakland maybe later on in the late stack, depending on how you did earlier in the day. I always say it. If you're up and you're winning, man, let it roll. If you're down and you're even, just chill and watch some nighttime baseball. Uh, look for a little Oakland mini stack. That's what I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that call. I think they're sneaky. They will definitely go under on on a 15-game slate. So check out the cheat sheet. Um, the cheat sheet's been really doing well for our premium members. So um, check out the cheat sheet. Get invited into Slack. If you're if you're in our Slack channel, we're talking baseball from – people are talking from like 4 o'clock in the morning till, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. They're talking at all times. Everybody's in there, you know, sharing ideas, sharing – you know, their results, where they went wrong, where they went right. Everybody's learning. Everybody's doing better. So you want to get in that premium Slack channel, the same types of talking that me or Matt are talking about. We're, we're joking around in the Slack channel. We're messing with each other, but we're also trying to help each other and make sure everybody's on the right place. So, yes, I was as much as I was saying Jacob Junis today on the show, I was saying it in Slack channel. Um, it was, he was on my cheat sheet as well. So make sure you stay up on all this stuff because we're trying to put out the top plays for you out there, but it's hard getting in touch with everybody. The Slack channel definitely helps on a, on a one-on-one coach's basis. So check it out. WindailySports.com. We'll be back tomorrow. We out.